Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This 710 podcast is brought to you by Francis Coppola's Diamond Collection Wines. Coppola's Diamond Collection offers the perfect wines to celebrate both big and small occasions this summer. Claret Cabernet Sauvignon is the perfect pairing with juicy burgers. And Diamond Sparkling Prosecco goes great with friends at your next garden party. Enjoy your summer with Diamond Collection Wines. Francis Ford Coppola Winery, Sonoma, California. Please drink responsibly. So I know that DeAndre was on your good side this morning because he brought in uh, sausage egg and egg McMuffins, yep. which is lovely, and he's very kind and nice to do that. He also picked our draft order today. Okay. So our draft order is, oh, Emily first, and then Andy, then Travis, then Jorge, all right? So again, blame DeAndre for blaming anybody. You know, DeAndre can't get out of his own way. It's like one <laughs> step forward and then three <laughs> steps back. That Just right. when you start to think... The guy might, you know, be starting to figure some things out. He goes and he gives you, lets you fix the draft all over again. I did not fix the draft. Uh-huh, sure. You could ask him. It was fair and square. Ask him. He's the, that sausage. <laughs> it's like the sausage McMuffin never happened. Maybe this is a new scandal uh, in the midst of happening. So uh, our, our draft today is going to be on sports scandals, and based because of uh, we both watched the BS High documentary, which is one of the more interesting scandals in the past couple of years. So, and there's tons of sports scandals out there. So we're going to draft them. Uh, Three for each. All right. So my first one is going to be one that has recently been made into a movie. Uh, the movie star is one of my favorite actresses. Uh, I think this, in general, is a cr- cool scandal just because of how, one, dumb it was, two, how interesting everybody and stupid everyone else around it was, and then also how, like, kind of, you know, sad it is at the same time. So I'm going to pick the Tanya Harding, Nancy Kerrigan, uh, Skategate. Great choice. Because Emily, that was literally going to be my se- if I got a chance on my second time around, it's going to take. It's the first story I ever covered as a working member of the media. Hmm. Was I was in the newsroom at KYT in Santa Barbara, in the sports department, and all of a sudden news broke that Nancy Kerrigan got clubbed on the knee, and we all started making after you realized she was going to be you know yeah, live fine. yeah that you're like God okay who's the number one competitor we didn't mm-hmm. know Tanya Harding's name. It's like, who who would have been? And it was exactly as dumb why? of a scam. Why? Why? It was unreal. I love that choice. Great and choice. I, Tanya is a terrific movie. Great. Oh, yeah. Really, really sure. good. It was a good pick, Emily. It was just the wrong pick. <laughs> the correct pick first for me, O.J. Simpson. Oh, yeah, I know. Like, that I mean, is. I wasn't born, so. I, yeah, but I know, still, I'm come kidding. on. I'm kidding, I'm World kidding. World War II happened before you were born. That's <laughs> know, fairly important to the history I mean, you, of the world. You were drawn to see Oppenheimer. <laughs> yeah. I mean, O.J. Simpson is one of the biggest scandals, period. Full stop. Like, ever. Full stop. I mean, oh, you can, you'll know this, Travis, because you've lived in L.A. a long time. You've been born here, lived here. Before this happened with O.J., he was the celebrity I used to see out more than anybody. No doubt about it. O.J. was, he was everywhere. everywhere. Like, and beloved. And, and beloved. like Universally by everybody. Right. I mean, there was a lot that came out that O.J. had. Yeah, commercials, Everything. movies. 
know, good-looking guy. Yeah. Like, and there is a lot that you know had been covered up, like sure. by police, by people who knew him. Like, there was a lot happening well before Brentwood and Rockingham and that. But this is one of the biggest scandals ever. Forget sports. The, it's still covered to this day. There's still podcasts. There's still movies. There's still documentaries about it. Well, when you say O.J. Simpson, it's a very specific thing. It has nothing to do with football. It, 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 and he was one of the great football players of all time. And football isn't any of the things you think of when you think of him. That's how big it was. To your point, my grandmother lived on that side of town where O.J. was. I used to see him at the Brentwood Country Mart almost daily like we used to go down there and go get something to eat there was a little uh candy store in there that i used to buy baseball cards from when i was eight nine ten years old and oj was there far more often than he wasn't he drove a baby blue rolls royce convertible he was not hard to find he was ever i used to wait tables at the brentwood chin chin years ago and these women left me no tip one time because they were angry at me because i couldn't give them directions to rockingham (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I did not know where it was. Yep. They got really angry. I think they thought I was lying. <laughs> and they left me nothing. <laughs> my turn, Em? Yes. All right. So I had three top picks. And OJ was my number one. Tanya Harding was my number two. So I'm getting my third one. It's not OJ as far as like the long lasting, but in the moment. And as it started to unfold, you kept saying, you got to be kidding me. I know me. where you're going. There's no way that guy was doing this. And it kept going and going and going. And if you remember, there was a famous voicemail that went, I need you to do this for me, please. Quickly. Huge. Tiger Woods and his fall from grace and everything that came along with it. When that came apart and we went from the most popular athlete in the world or one of them to the punchline of every late night talk show in a couple of weeks. Interesting. That is not where I thought you were going. I'm that going is Tiger. interesting. I'm going Tiger. Pick, I thought but not going. where I thought yeah. you were going. Perkins? <laughs> well, that, right. I get all of yeah. those things. Oh, right? yeah. You yeah. get the driveway. <laughs> it's it's all good. I just want to make sure all. I get all. Because if not, I'm picking three different Tiger Oh, no, picks. no. You get, <laughs> you get it all. Okay. All right, Jorge. Okay. okay, so I'm going to go. I'm a soccer guy, and I'm going to go with La Mano de Dios, the hand of God. Mm-hmm. Diego Armando Maradona scores a goal with his hand in the quarterfinal of the World Cup 1996 against England. I'm going to go with the hand of God. That also, by the way, it's a great pick, but it also speaks to how big soccer is globally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Like that, thi- that like this becomes like what is considered a scandal, like something that happened in a game. Speaks to just how big both Maradona and soccer is. Of course. You get another one, Jorge. I get another one. Cool. So I'm going to go with Lance Armstrong. Tour de France. Oh, yeah. The scandal. You know, the... Yeah, he was juicing, basically. We all oh, yeah. <laughs> you think? Yeah. Like, this was always my argument when he's like, I don't do it. I'm like, okay, Dude. okay, fine. But here's my thing. Every single one of the athletes in your sport has admitted to doing it. Yep. You're dusting all of these guys. <laughs> you're telling me that you're that much better than everybody else? Well, it wasn't just that, though. He was going out of his way to bury and ruin mm-hmm. all of the people who were accurately saying this about him, like journalists, yep. all these people that were reporting Ruined accurately. A lot of lives. Yes, he did. I mean, that he too. was 
so, he deserves no forgiveness. He was a terrible person. And then, did you guys buy the little yellow bands? Everything that the was live strong. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I had my yellow. They would band. sell out places. Yeah. Oh, you couldn't absolutely. Exactly. There were grocery stores, sporting yep. goods stores. They were everywhere. everywhere. You couldn't go anywhere. Yeah, it was like a big. Also, that and again, not super light, but the um, the uh, tsunami in Thailand. You would have yeah. both of those like wristbands, and it was like kind of honestly like a fashion statement at school. It's kind of crazy that that happened. I'm yeah, worried nice. about my next pick because I have a feeling I'm missing something, Andy, because that you went, oh, yeah, I know where you're going, and that I mm. didn't do it has me worried. My next pick is something that we still talk about. It's something that I don't think we ever got to the bottom of completely. I think that there are still some forces at work that we're never going to understand exactly what happened. The Tim Donaghy NBA scandal. That that them finding out that they had a crooked referee in their midst <laughs> is a unbelievable, and that it basically just went poof, gone. We're not, we're done. It's only him. It's only him. Everybody, move on. We're done with this. So I'm going to take Donaghy with my number two, and you're going to break That's my heart. And, aren't and you? Not where I thought you were going, and <laughs> I cannot stress enough how. Saying that I'm glad this is here still for me <laughs> makes me feel like such an awful person. Well, maybe I'm glad I didn't pick it. Aaron Hernandez. Yeah. Oh. He was, yeah. <laughs> he I mean, was a serial yeah. killer a, as an active player. <laughs> but not involved in the Gator documentary whatsoever. Nothing was said about it at all. It's fine. The the New England Patriots considered like the crown jewel of the NFL. Like one of, you know. One of those great culture organizations, they do everything right. They had an active murderer on the team. Only and a, for three seasons. And again, <laughs> Only signed yeah. to extension. Yeah. And again, I, I feel very deeply uncomfortable that I'm like, yes, I got Aaron Hernandez. <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah. I uh, Andy. I would have liked to have. Him. Can can we trade? <laughs> what if I offer you Perkins and Tim Donaghy in exchange for Aaron Hernandez? All right, so uh, I'm gonna pick the next two. So the next one is one that was again kind of in my era. I kind of saw it happening. Uh, it was a documentary from Untold earlier this this year. Um, and it's just because of the the magnitude of it, of because of the story, because of how many people ride behind this guy, and that he got tricked like this. It's Mentai Teo. <laughs> so Mentai Teo is mine. I was gonna. Yeah, good job. I was gonna take yours. I was gonna take your second one. You gonna take Donaghy? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mentai Teo is it. It's still to this day, it's like nobody, nobody bothered to find out if Lene Kakua <laughs> was actually a person on earth that when she allegedly was killed in a car accident, that there was no even obituary, there was nothing anywhere that didn't send up one red flag to anybody. Yeah. And that catfishing can kind of happen to anybody at any level. Like if you, if you believe enough that you can kind of get down a rabbit hole. Uh, sure, okay. We love a good story. <laughs> People love a great there's, story. There's a part of that that never made sense to me. There, yep. and, and the part of it is is that, okay, I, I, I'm not saying you couldn't trick me into falling in love with you. I'm not saying you couldn't yeah. trick me into believing that you're a real person. But if I want to engage in engage the physical acts of being in, in a relationship the physical act of expressing my affection for you and you repeatedly don't yeah. appear, Something's up. And, and just once, it happened to anybody. Twice, wow, this is kind of, third time, it's like, yeah, hold on a second. That's okay. the part that never worked for me. So my last one is, I'm choosing between a couple, and a lot of them, I think, either 
range and significance and what that actually meant. But I think I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with uh, the USC athletic scandal only because. Be more specific. (laughs) (laughs) The varsity blues, varsity blues, only because it involves like celebrities that you're like, okay, these are kind of ranging in celebrities in terms of importance and they try to get their kids into the school and also you're trying to make them believe that this person's a rower. Like, it's just, I don't know. To me, I thought it was somewhat more funny than it was serious. So that's why I'm putting Varsity Blues as my third. Your list is great. I, yeah. It pains me to say that, but that's a terrific list. Okay, there are a, lot, there are a lot still to choose from. <laughs> oh, yeah, there are. Um, hmm. I am going to go with... The entire steroid era for baseball. Great choice. Okay. Yeah, good choice. It changed. And I say this as somebody who has never particularly cared about steroids. I've never really had a problem with it happening. But it changed the way we've talked about this sport for the last 30-something years. I think it's revealed a lot of hypocrisy about the way we look at like drugs in this country mm-hmm. and things like that. There's a lot that has come out with the steroid era in baseball. I like that pick. Okay. I'm glad that the, you, this is dark too. So not <laughs> well, as dark as there's Andy's, some dark ones. But this is this this was another one that was a player that was almost universally well liked. I know. I think very I know excited to see. Even if you weren't a fan of his, when he showed up on TV, you're paying attention. I know. This, I almost went here, and then he did a thing that you cannot do. I almost went there, and that's hurt dogs. I almost Michael yep. Vick dogfighting yep. scandal oh, yeah. was such a big deal at the time, and he's always linked to that. When you hear the name Michael Vick, do you think of him being an awesome football player? Not so much. You think of Michael Vick dogfighting entrepreneur. The only reason I didn't take Mike Vick because I really thought about. It. I mean, you know, he went to prison. Like this was a federal big, prison, right? This was a big thing. He's managed to redeem himself so well afterwards, and I think he owned this really well, and he's. He you know, did the best he possibly could right. given the circumstances. Like, I felt I felt bad taking him because I feel like he's done so many good things to try to try to make the most out of an awful decision. He went to jail. He paid back the money to everybody that he owed money to. He he got back in the league and was he's reasonably actively successful. actually involved like Humane Society or no doubt about right. it. But if you grabbed a hundred people at no, the local no, mall and right. said, "Hey, do you know Mike Vick? Yes. What do you know Mike Vick from?" The dog thing is coming out it's more than the football. Thing. It's a great right. pick. I just felt bad. So Hor- why? Why wouldn't I with the other ones? My last pick, two thousand one, AFC div- divisional game, the Tuck Rule, oh, the Tuck Rule game. Yeah, I'm going with that one. Okay, that still one. sends John yeah. Gruden around the bend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's still yeah, we, unbelievable. We're talking up. about Tom Brady, so I bring it back to Tom some, Brady. Some more like that it. I left off the yeah. board. So I had one that I was choosing between was honestly Deflategate because it was so yeah. minuscule. Because that the Colts lost by a lot, and smashed. it wasn't just because of the deflated balls. But I think it's funny that you know the Patriots are involved in um, several of these uh, scandals here, sure and then also Daniel well, Monty. They were so caught up in that they didn't notice Aaron Hernandez, <laughs> <laughs> or they were far less concerned with the same. Yeah. Right, Daniel Monty is a really good one. That, that was, was on, my, on list. my list too. Um, Ray Astros. Lewis, Astros, Astros that was on my are list. a great choice. Um, I had Reggie Bush, great choice. Um, Pete Rose, Pete Rose, great choice. The SMU death penalty. I was going to bring that one up because. 
that's the only time that's ever happened. They never did it before. They had never done it since. And far worse things have happened than what happened at SMU. <laughs> far worse. And everybody's like, yeah, we're cool. We're cool. But SMU, Eric Dickerson got a Trans Am. That's it. You're done. It's like, really? Well, you know what? That's like USC when they got hammered with the sanctions. I've always felt it was, okay, they were looking, you know, some of this was the AD not playing ball and then not just, you know, doing all the proverbial right things. But some of it I felt was like, okay, they're going to make an example out of a program like USC and scare everybody else straight. And it didn't work. No, and it never would. Nope. There's money talk. Just like SMU, you would think would have scared everyone to death, and it didn't work. <laughs> Just hey, that Trans Am, let's make sure that an ant is on the title of that mm -hmm. Trans Am yep. as opposed to putting someone else on it yep. along the way. Uh, I heard Andrew Friedman say something that I'm not quite sure I've heard him say something like that before. It's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. It's where I'm gonna be, uptown. Set your mind free. Wow. That Pretty was good, a, AK. Pretty good falsetto there. Well, I don't know. It was something. You had to close the eyes to get to that upper register. Oh, I got to do a that. lot to yeah. get to that register. <laughs> and you're naturally pretty low. That is not my natural register. No, it's not. <laughs> what up, Yates? Nothing much, man. I was just uh, perusing through the All-Stars community when I uh, saw that you guys did a sports scandal draft, yeah. obviously just now, your weekly draft. And I saw somebody wrote, you guys should see the movie Icarus. It'll it's good. change oh, your life. It's so good. So let me tell you about the first time I saw this movie. That's the cycling movie? Correct. Yeah. What an Oscar. I was invited to host a panel discussion at the museum back in the day in D.C. Emily knows what the museum is. There. It was a museum of news. They would often have events in the American film, whatever, whatever, was like, hey, you want to do this? It's a sports movie. People know, you know, you like this. Come check it out. I'm like, sure. Didn't even bother to pay attention to what the movie was. Get in there. It's Icarus. I'm like, okay, I get it. Watch the movie. And I'm like, I got to interview this director? Like, after this? Like, the guy was there. Not the guy who gets caught. Right. But the guy who, like, was trying to take the steroids to run the race. And I'm sitting there thinking the whole time, you know, there's a non-zero chance I don't make it out of here. Like, right. Because it's a scandal about, obviously, hello, the Russians kind of taking people out as a result of the steroid problem. And I'm thinking, if I had known <laughs> going Busy into that this- night. I had known going into this, I might have considered a different option because the very guy in the movie was there just naming names, talking about all sorts of people, and I was a little anxious. You know what I'm saying? Because the district, a lot of people around there, a lot of weird stuff happens, but that's the first time I saw that it's movie. It's a really good movie. And it changed movie. my life. It was really good. Really good I film. haven't had the pleasure of seeing it quite yet. And so 
take me through it. It's Here's not about happens. doping. It's about Here's they're taking happens. out the people that won't there dope. There is a race that humans, regular humans do that they try to mimic the Tour de France, except it's unsanctioned. So these guys just do whatever to see if they can get through it. Okay. From the outcrop of that, the guy who directed it found a random guy. Well, that random guy opened a Pandora's box that ended up in Putin's office. That's what happened. And from there, you're just on a ride with him. It's fascinating. It's, it's really it good. Truly, it goes where you're not expecting. It is truly a oh, fascinating in. film. Yeah, you would love this. Film. I'm in. You and it's not too newsy. It's not too cycling wonky. Don't fall asleep during it. Yeah, it's just Emily it's, took it's it personally. So she tells me yesterday. She when I came in, she's like, "Hey, come into my office real quick." And she tells me about BS High, which is on Max right now. Oh, and, by the way, I have many thoughts on that. And so do I. Yeah. It it. And she's like, "You're gonna love it." And I went and watched yesterday. And I got home from work, turned it on. And I made the mistake of sitting down on the couch and kind of leaning over. <laughs> the old side Lights move. out. Yeah. <laughs> Lights out. Like, so I told her that. And she's like, you know, I didn't grab it. I said, no, because I woke up 20 minutes later. I realized it. So I backed up started over. And I liked it. I didn't okay. love it, but I did like it. I, this is why movie talk can be sometimes difficult, Travis. <laughs> because I don't like something? No, no, no. Because you fall asleep. No, I, I watched it. I went okay, back. Okay. I didn't skip 20 minutes of it. I just, that was Roy Johnson, the the leader that, of the- That documentary was unwatchable to me. Yeah. It I, was I, I unwatchable to me after 10 minutes of that. Yeah, day. I can see why. It I, felt, I, yeah. I went through it, but he's such, first of all, he's a sociopath because he has no Correct. he has no empathy for those kids at all. None. There's not an, a scintilla of I feel, the other coach on the team you could tell was like he goes he realized he did damage to yes. this kid. Yes. And and he had a little weight on him from it, but the other guy was so unrepentant in what he had done that it was it was hard to watch that he was such a bad person. Let me tell you, if I'm the executive producer of that project, I say, "No, you go back." You take half of him out of this movie, what did I you say find you, a Adam? lot more actual stuff. Because as it is constructed now, this is a propaganda tool for this guy, and you I haven't done a good thing. enough job. I turned it off after half an hour. It looked good. I could not deal. That, but he doesn't think that he looks bad. Right. Which is when you're making a documentary about a person, and you're using- I don't know if you could make that guy feel bad Maybe about not. It. And that was- I was kind of like, this is the wrong approach. Like, if he's kind of in on the joke with no remorse, you're not doing right by the kids. That was- it really bothered me from a storytelling standpoint. Well, it, it okay, really do you think, mad. though, the, I, I haven't seen it yet. I'm, I'm per Travis's request, I'm going to try to watch it okay. later today. Do you think the movie, though, does a good enough job of making it clear- this guy is an awful person. No, because I think what it shows is that this guy was screwing a system that had a lot of loopholes, and they say that early. They say, yeah, I mean, he might have been a personally bad dude, but the fact of the matter is that this was allowed to happen. Well, he, he has a line, and he goes, well, I operate in the gray. Like yeah. They call him Mr. Gray or whatever the line is. It's, I don't think anybody coming out of that movie doesn't think he's a terrible I, human being. I agree with you, Em, but I also think there's way too much of him Way in too much. That They needed people... I know the governor of Ohio at the time, Mike DeWine, was supposed to be in it, and then at the last minute he declined to be in sure. it. Sure, that they need more of well, how this could happen, not him telling the story. Hey, man, because his it, whole thing was right. I got us on ESPN. Which, I win. That can't be the fulcrum of the storyline yeah, of the I, guy. Well, here's yeah. where it gets tricky, though. Is these kids have already been through enough? So, I mean, I don't know how many of them are in the documentary, or how many of them oh, are like, talking. Good half dozen. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, I don't know yeah. how many of them want to relive this, want to talk about it on the record, where it doesn't feel maybe like it's exploiting them on top of all. But I think it shows how someone like him, someone like him could 
convince people because he can convince this documentary to talk to him. Like I think it it's, is important to know a cautionary tale of that. I, yeah. I agree with that, but here, it's it's the same story you've heard a hundred times, where the guy knew exactly what they wanted to hear, and he told them that exactly, and, and, and he and he took advantage of their hopefulness, of their desperation of their naivete, he took advantage of all that. He basically said, hey, the reason you're not playing college football is because your coach screwed you, your school screwed you, that the system screwed you, all these things. But if you come over here, I'm going to fix. Who doesn't want to hear that? Everybody wants to hear that. And he then proceeded to defraud all of them and put them in physical risk, in emotional risk. Financial risk. All of it, financial risk with bankruptcies and, and evictions and all. It's just the penalty, his character is awful m i agree with you and i don't think anybody leaves that thinking hey roy johnson's not as bad as i he comes out of it bad but not as bad as he probably should and i would also say it feels like if this guy sat down one day and said you know what i'm gonna end up with i'm gonna end up with a documentary about me long before he ever screwed any of these kids he got it and that's absolutely terrible yeah but not in his mind not not in his mind and that's an element to me you know what i'm saying he he was you could very much see him jumping from this to i don't know the whatever circuit of scumbaggery next that these kind of people do it felt like this was a bit of a launching point for a career for him to do something else where he's probably going to be able to scam another and i don't want to spoil the ending for you so i'm not going to i want you to see it but there's a moment towards the end where you're like okay finally i oh no it's it. You, there's a. They build it up and then they yank the rug out from underneath you. It's really really. I, tough. I, and I don't want to knock people for trying to tell stories in different ways and so on and so forth. But there there's a reason why this is a whole longer discussion about media criticism. That AK, I think you understand. The world of documentaries has evolved in a way that it used to be a third party action that found as much information around anything, moved kind of much further to the right. To the, to the left, rather, of the, well, I'm making a movie for myself. Untold is a little in between. But I still think that the way that it works, not Untold, but like some of these are a little in between. The way that this one works. Untold is in between. It, it is. But it just felt like this was a little too far on the side. It's of, a memoir. Yeah. It's a memoir. It didn't work for me. It's not a biography. It didn't work for it, me at it's, all. It, yeah. I don't know if this is the first one, but it's the most famous one, is The Last Dance. Yeah. It's Michael Jordan's memoirs. It's Michael yeah. Jordan's uh, version of those events and, right. and it was wildly entertaining it was it was fun but i don't know if it's the definitive history of that era of well basketball. i mean look this is i mean if we're keeping this in the realm of sports this is the byproduct of all these different athletes having their own production companies 100%. whether you're talking about current athletes retired athletes both like the avenues for all of these guys to create entertainment and you know sort of tell their story you know, control their own narrative, the way it's often described, you know, it's not that there can't be insights that are real that come from that, because if you're looking for an athlete that's actually willing to be vulnerable in some ways, they may feel more comfortable under their own terms. The problem is, are you looking for an athlete to be more vulnerable under their own terms, or are you looking for an athlete to just tell the story they want told Mm -hmm. because they didn't like other stories that – maybe weren't 100% accurate. And I think it's important to note, you know, documentaries done without the subject involved, you know, they can feel maybe more unflinching. That doesn't necessarily automatically mean they're more accurate. Yeah, no, you're right. But the more you give the subject of a documentary control of that documentary, the more you are running the risk 
of it being just, this is what I want you to think about me. But he didn't have control over this documentary. There's yeah. a lot of things in that that he probably would not have wanted to get out. But that was what felt so strange about it. The tone felt as flip as he did. Yeah. Like that, and, that, and I was like, whoa, like, okay. You know what I mean? Like, this guy's out here running his mouth, smiling and I laughing. And, you know what I'm saying? And like winking. I'm like, hold it on. Was, <laughs> it was an awful story. That did the magnitude of the the treachery that was performed mm-hmm. did not match the tone of the movie. That's precisely how I felt about yeah, it, and it, that turned me off early, and I had to get away from it before I even got back. The, is the perfect mix a? Should I still watch this? Yes. Okay. Because yes, it's more I, of a homework I, assignment at this point. But like, I, I, I think that you'll come out of it with like, damn. But for this reason, I'm stuff. not watching Swamp Thing. Swamp I, things. Like, so I have no gave me a great that. tip. So, first of all, like we were talking about, the second you see Urban Myers involved, this is, I, yeah. almost, I almost did it. Count as number three. I almost said it. <laughs> that This is BS. Right. The second he's in it, this is not the, the real right. thing. And the fact that Aaron Hernandez doesn't have an entire episode dedicated to him doesn't come up. It's. Come on. He was yeah. the you second pick what? in my draft. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. it's pretty wild, but yeah, BS high, exactly. BS doc, my personal opinion. Biggest sports scandal in your lifetime? Man, I mean, it's hard to top Orenthal just yeah. for a lot of different reasons. I mean- It's one of the biggest scandals ever. Well, I mean, and again, not to get too far media criticism into this, but the O.J. Simpson trial begat what we know as reality TV yes. today. And that's not a joke. I mean, that there is a lot 100%. of- 100%. I mean, this is that's an easy to understand thing on a macro level if you want to get into it on the, you know- uh, the judge of a trial should not become a celebrity. Right. And, you know, I mean, an actual Kardashian was in the trial, which is sort of a whole other sort of side portion of it, but it's very real. And it's also one of those things where I remember it was it was one of those things where I cannot imagine not having experienced it. And I'll say it this way. I knew and I worked with a human being who said one day she met a guy and it went well for a couple months. And one day this guy was on a work trip and she he said to her, pack something warm, pack something, you know, cold. She Gets on the plane, flies halfway across the globe, gets off the plane, missed the entire chase. And I was like, I, I cannot imagine who I'd be as an American if I'd missed that moment it was a sitting moment. on a plane. You know um, what I'm saying? Like, wow, that's weird. It's you know? a moment in history that has nothing to do with sports. It just happened to involve an athlete that we all knew. Correct. And and to not experience that would be surreal. It, it would Can be you stick weird. around for a second? Yeah, I got yeah, one. Let's, yeah. Like, let's, we'll, we'll continue this conversation. Don't forget, Mason and Ireland broadcasting from BMO Stadium, Jorge, on Friday for the Mason and Ireland LAFC pep rally, getting you ready for Messi and Inter-Miami to come to town this weekend. Mason and Ireland live from the home of the black and gold this Friday, 1-4 on 710 ESPN, your home of LAFC. It's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. 
Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Emily brought up another very good one. Michael Jordan deciding to go play minor league baseball for yeah. a period of time. That was another one. that Shouts to the say, what? Birmingham Barons. Huh? Huh? You don't know who his manager He's was. Go do you don't know his manager was in Birmingham, Terry Emily. Francona. Why did you have to ruin it? Because I, I was trying to quiz the youth. I wasn't going to let you do that I was trying to quiz the youth. I got my teammates back. Tito. Even though she said <laughs> that my favorite movie as a kid was Citizen Kane, I'm still going to take care of her. <laughs> um, I was talking to you guys about this during the break, speaking of sports scandals and how I randomly not got involved with one, but... Ezra Edelman, who directed O.J. Made in America, the 30 for 35 part series, won an Oscar and everything. I was asked by the company to do some sort of after interviews with the director. As a result, I got invited to the Beverly Hills premiere of this movie, which otherwise was nondescript. I didn't live in L.A. at the time, but Ezra was there. All the other people from the then ESPN 30 for 30 films department that directed the movie were there. And you know who else was there? Everybody in the movie. Really? And these people had not seen each other forever, basically since this had happened. So we're standing in the lobby of this. Gil Garcetti, Marsha Clark, the whole crew. Cato was there. All these people were there and all these ancillary characters who you sort of forgot about, like wives and girlfriends who were quasi-involved. And it was like... Oh, this is awkward. Paula Barbieri? Like, it, I mean, there were people whose faces I saw who I didn't necessarily know their names. End up going to dinner with half these people afterwards. I'm eating prosciutto with Garcetti. I was just like, God. Hey, prosciutto. This is, this is awkward. For the table. It was uh, for the table. <laughs> Shouts to sleep. It was, it was a, oh, right. We're in Los Angeles moment for me. It was before I'd ever even moved here, but it was, it was very interesting. Speaking of Cato Kalen, the moment where I truly realized Steve Mason is the biggest star bleeper who ever star bleeped on this planet several years ago jeff katz and arash markazi were doing a show and i think arash knew kato kalen and this is a, well this was around yeah arash knows everybody that tracks right and this was around when either made in america or the fx series was on and they got kato on People to talk about OJ this Simpson. right they have Cato Kalin on the phone. He's not even in studio. He's on the phone. Mace is walking through our hallways, hears that Jeff <laughs> and Arash are talking to Cato Kalin on the phone, rush, rushes into the studio and hijacks their interview wow. with Cato Kalin because he wanted to be well, in the, he went to the order of that star. Yeah. Oh, it gets worse, though. That gets parlayed into Cato Kalin being brought in to do an hour of the worst Mason in Ireland <laughs> ever. And I know it was the worst because, unfortunately, I was filling in for Ireland that day. So it was me, Mace, and Cato Kalin, the single worst hour of Mason in Ireland in Mason in Ireland history. <laughs> So I could have used Mason in a very specific Cato Kalen-related incident in my life. <laughs> okay. Okay. We're at a bar, me and three of my buddies, uh, in my neck of the woods. For Telos, it's gone. Sure. And so they would have live music in this bar occasionally. And then on this given night, Cato Kalen was the entertainment. Okay, and he was just going to tell stories. He didn't play music or anything. He was sure, just an evening with Cato. An evening with Cato is basically what it <laughs> Who was. Who wouldn't show, right? So we're in there, and all of a sudden, this is a place we'd go and grab some beers. Occasionally. This is your regular. This spot. This is our regular spot, and we're like, "Is that that actually that that is Cato Kalen?" So 
the show kind of starts to break up or is an intermission or whatever. And there weren't there couldn't have been thirty five people. Right. There. It wasn't. It's a regular bar night. It, it was a regular bar night. And he comes over to our table and, and, and says hello. And we all, hey, nice to meet you, whatever. And we we're talking about, I don't know what it was, but it was something sports related. Kato's a sports fan. Yeah. Right? I want to so, say he had a stint in this business he, he on did. certain networks. Not so, just the hour that he had with yeah, me and Mace. Exactly. <laughs> so he hears us talking about whatever it is we were talking about, about the Lakers or the whatever the topic of the day was. Dude wouldn't leave. Oh, no. He just lingered at our table oh, for no. an in very inordinate, like, five minutes would be fine. Ten minutes is like, is Cato going to bounce? Right. <laughs> we got into, like, 15, 18, 20-minute range. It's like, dude, we're trying to enjoy Where each other's Where are company. your like, friends? Yeah, you got to move, 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 move it down the road, buddy. This is where I needed Mason to come in and steal the and show. Move, so I have questions about Cato. <laughs> Is K- what what are we talking about stature? How how big is Cato Kalen? Like is he a tiny not a big man? guy? He's about Andy size. Okay, all right. Because yeah. I I feel like I never really got a sense of like how what does this human actually look like? He's, the hair added a lot. Yeah, he, that, <laughs> you know it's him. Yeah, like okay. it, it, there's no. It's like oh no, that's that's him. That's definitely for sure. him. Right. Um, yeah, he's neither big nor small. Okay. Yeah. Right. I also feel like his name being alliterative and like fun to say as it was it helped him a lot. I feel oh, like. and are his... you kidding me? That's one of the best names in '90s pop culture 100%. history. Flat out, Kato Kalin, great name and in the biz. He just lived in OJ's garage. Like that's insane. Like he didn't. I mean, he's a lingerer. We can yeah. speculate okay. on it's, why it he was there. It we can speculate on what his duties his were, roles were. <laughs> right, yes. but he was just kind of there. That's amazing. And that he became infamous because he was just kind of there. Just around. Is amazing. Wow. Yeah. Who's the Cato Kalin of 710? Don't answer that. <laughs> Don't answer that. Because it might be me. That's why I brought just, it up. Because uh, it sure might you're be looking me. In my that's eyes. what I thought about it. I was like, hmm, maybe I don't want to think about the answer to that question. Sidebar, speaking of, I'll be on tonight with uh, for Sedano Cap. Beto's going to be here. So nice. Right. More Cato Kalin talk and a uh, lingerer of L.A. radio establishments. Dude, he's been a squatter. Like yeah, I've well, said. Beto, that's what Beto I'm saying. It might, last... be, it might be squatter radio tonight. Hey, you know, The last few days, Beto has been a squatter just hanging out at the station by his own admission because of the AC. <laughs> Why not? I get it. Why oh, not? I totally I get it. I'm looking forward to it, it though. So it should be it. fun. should be fun tonight with Beto. 10th Annual SoCal Hyundai ESPN LA Golf Classic presented by Coors Light in Hollywood Park Casino is next Friday at Black Gold Golf Club in Yorba Linda. Special thanks to our partners, Roger Dunn Golf, H.J. Glove, and Callaway Golf. The Dump is coming up next. It's Travis Slee, and he's in for Slee on 710 ESPN. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, let's start with this, Andy. Uh, it was today, August 31st, 1990, that both Ken Griffey Jr. and Sr. played in the same game. Uh, the first father-son duo to play on the same team for the Seattle Mariners. Both of them singled in the first inning of that game. So not only were they on the same team at the same time, they got a hit in the very same inning. It's really easy to forget because of the injuries how good Junior was. And Gr- Senior was pretty good in his own right. He was ter- he was the he was on the big red machine and was a contributor. Yeah, I mean he was pretty good in his own right, but Junior was amazing. As athletes play longer, 
because of you know medicine and better training and better nutrition and just a better understanding of how to prolong your prime as an athlete. Will we see more of this? I know that the LeBron James situation is is a little different now based on Bronny's health and everything else, but it felt like we were headed towards seeing it for the first time in the NBA. Hopefully we still will. But do you think that, not that it's going to become common, but that it will become something that happens periodically because of that? I mean, it might become more common where the, the overlap is there, especially depending on the senior athlete, how old was he when he had kids. Right. But as far as two athletes at the level of the Griffies, that's going to be really rare. You have to still be good when you're in your 40s, and then your progeny needs to be extraordinary when right. they're 18 or 19. Exactly. They're those two things lining I mean, up at the same it's, time. It's really – I mean, generational athletes like that are pretty rare in and of itself just because you have to be so good to be in the league. But then playing at the same time and to both matter – that's unusual. We could probably spend some time talking about this tomorrow, but when you talked about Griffey and how good he was and, you know, kind of you had to see it to believe it. He he could hit. He could hit for average and power. He could run. He was an unbelievable Crazy fielder. Unbelievable charisma. And it makes me think of Otani a little bit. They're, they're different types of players, but are we going to have – fast forward the tape 10 years from now. Man, what if Otani would have blank – Right, as opposed to, hey, I saw it for three years. There was nothing else ever like it. Hopefully, he recovers from this injury. But there's at least the possibility that the very best version of him, we're done with. I mean, because he's going to have double TJ. The very best version of Shohei Otani is pretty amazing. Like to some degree, there's a let's not get greedy element yeah. to it. Like three, is three years, years enough. Of, well, let me put it this way: if Otani had played for a functional Major League Baseball team, three years could have felt like enough. Like, if if you had had three years of Otani combined with three years of postseason runs, maybe a World Series, yeah, three years you would have wanted more, but it could have felt like enough. I still think he's going to come back. I still think he's going to get opportunities to play on the biggest stage, but – I guess if nothing else, we got that very small moment. Not small. That's the wrong word. I, I take that back. That poorly said. We got the World Baseball Classic moment where he did go up against some of the best players in the world, and he came out on top of it. I'm glad that if nothing else, because of the angel ineptitude, that regardless of what happens here, at least we have. I mean that. that. I mean, I will admit, I'm not a big World Baseball Classic person, so it's not it's not an event that I follow closely. But that felt like the most people were paying attention to that event. And oh, that's a tribute to Only Shohei because Otani. of him. Yeah. Only because Absolutely. of him. Absolutely. If that were the, – the, there's that Japanese kid that pitched first and that kid that throws like 103 miles now. He's seven or 19. Or he's, he's amazing. I mean, but it's like, yeah, okay, cool. Let's, we'll, I'll wait for him to get to the big right. leagues. Otani was the show that he struck out who he struck out to win the game. Everything about it. If, that that can't be the high. Imagine if they had been it, teammates. It's my favorite. I'm not a big meme guy. It's my favorite meme. Imagine if Shohei Otani and Mike Trout were on the same team now, for six years. Goose egg. Nothing. Ninety-two thousand and three. That was the attendance at the Nebraska volleyball game last night. The women's team played an outdoor match. It set a world record for attendance at a women's sporting event, uh, Memorial Stadium in Lincoln, Nebraska. Ninety-two thousand people. It was also an attendance record at that stadium. So there had never been that many people at a game. Because they had a bunch of people stadium. on the field, yeah, right? Yeah. So it was what not just. It would be field? more than what a football game could. 
yeah. possibly do. Okay, if you have not seen the photos of this, they're easy to find. Seek them out because it's amazing. Like, the, there's one really famous aerial, or it's not famous, but well-known aerial shot. It was seen by a lot of people. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Their how walkout many, was cool. Yeah, how many people are there? It's great for women's sports. In particular, it's great for volleyball in general. Girls' volleyball is growing as mm-hmm. a sport. Like, you know, not necessarily just at that level. Like, at the high school level, middle school level, it's becoming extremely go to, popular. Go to one of those sports centers on a Saturday or Sunday afternoon, and it is filled with volleyball. My daughter played club volleyball, college volleyball. It's, it's there. There's a lot going on, and it's fun to watch. I did not know, Emily, I think you told me this, that this all stems from – some rivalry they have yeah. with the University of Wisconsin, right? So this is the backstory by why they did it. And also it came from their their coach, John Cook, just wanting to dream, quote-unquote, big and then dream bigger. So, like, they had a match against Wisconsin. Wisconsin and Nebraska have been battling for volleyball supremacy for a long time. They both have, I think, somewhat equal or similar numbers of national championships, and they kind of go back and forth. So they, Wisconsin, hosted Nebraska, and they sold out their original arena and then played it in a basketball arena and then sold out that. And so it was the highest attended volleyball match in X amount of years, whatever. So then Nebraska was like, all right, I see that, and I'm going to up you. Let's just let's joke around. Ha ha, let's sell out the football stadium. And then the Nebraska um, like athletics department was like, Let's actually do that. Let's actually see if we could do that. They sold these tickets for like five bucks, ten bucks. Again, not like these are expensive tickets, but they sold out that first day. I think they sold eighty thousand tickets in that first day that was available. And then again, were grew. people tailgating? Were like they treating it like so, a football game? Yes, they were treating it like a football <laughs> game. And they said they sold out eighty thousand, but they were going to add a concert to it. They didn't have the the performer yet, but they sold eighty thousand just on seeing the volleyball game. And then they added Scotty McCreary and more performers later on. But it was 80,000 to go see this volleyball tournament. It's awesome. On I the mean, first it, day. It's really good. Volleyball, too. Like, my, da- my daughter plays. Um, she plays for a middle school. Tryouts next week for the new team. She has, she has no real interest in sports. Like, volleyball is the only sport she likes to play. Like, she doesn't watch anything on TV. But I had never really been exposed to volleyball. It's fun. It's so much fun. It's fun to watch. It is a It moves real, fast. It's, it's a fun. really entertaining game to watch. Do you like those kind of those, for lack of a better word, stunt events where hey, let's do the thing in a weird spot and see if we can get the a NASCAR big race in the Coliseum. NASCAR at the Coliseum, hockey at Dodger Stadium, things like that. Well, for something, it depends on a case by case basis. This I think was great though because it's it's I guess if you want to call it stunt event because it's such an unusual place to do it, mm-hmm. fine. But it doesn't in any way change the game. Yeah, the game is the game. You're just showing how many people will be willing to go and see it in person and turn it into events. So I think it's great. You know what we should do right now, Jorge? We super should do a little crosstalk. super crosstalk. That's right, Mace. So we have our drafts on Thursday, Mace. Right, wow. where we draft random. Oh stuff, yeah, right? yeah. What was the random thing today? today? Was our most memorable? Is that a fair way of saying it? Or Sports scandals. Biggest sports, sports scandals. Because of the documentary on HBO Max, uh, BS High. Have you had a chance to no, take I've that in yet? No, I've not seen it, no. So we have, we have conflicting reviews. Yates really didn't like it. Uh-huh. I was lukewarm. Emily really liked it. There so, are many, many sports documentaries now. It is hard to get to all of them. There but are. I this is try. about the fake high school football team that showed up on ESPN. Remember oh, that? Oh, I remember this. So yeah. it's the story of the okay. guy that put that together, and he's a he's a bad guy. Yeah. He, yeah. He's and it's his story, yeah. right? So that was the uh, 
genesis of us drafting our favorites. Off the top of your head, the greatest sports scandal, greatest being relative, of course. Largest. Your, largest, biggest. most memorable. OJ. Right? Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. kind of like... That I could, was the scandal of yeah. all scandals. I couldn't believe it. I picked second overall. I managed to get OJ. I really? couldn't believe who, it. Yeah. Who went first? Emily went, went first. first. And her pick is, you're going to go, it's not OJ, but it's damn good. Yeah. Tanya Harding. Oh, Tanya <laughs> yeah, Harding. Yeah. Oh, the world was locked into that. Ta- when Tanya were, Harding was uh, the yeah. first pick overall. Really OJ number one. two. I had Tiger Woods as number three. That's Tiger Woods is a winner. Yeah. Did, did, well, I mean, yeah. Well, when, uh, yeah, infamous, yeah, infamous. infamous. Yeah, That's there's a, some infamy there. I did not know that you had a uh, many Cato Kalin interactions as you did. That you, Andy, was telling the story when you cried. Was it Jeff Katz? And it was Arash? Jeff Katz and Arash Markazi had Cato Kalin on the phone? Yes, for an interview. Mace was in the hallway. Yes, here's Cato Kalin on the phone. Rushes in here, yep. takes over their <laughs> took interview. Over the interview. Totally like, takes guys, it over. What are you guys doing here? Because I got he needs Kato to be. On the phone. He needs to be in the orbit of the celebrity that is Cato Kalin. Yes. Parlays this into Cato Kalin coming in, coming in studio for what was the single worst hour <laughs> in although, Mason and Ireland history. You were gone that day, yeah, John. It, Thank God. <laughs> yeah. In fairness, it was during the People versus OJ right. Simpson, so somebody was playing Cato Kalin. It it made sense at the time. Was it really a terrible hour of radio? Yes, I was. <laughs> in for Ireland oh, that day. I remember we were both just like that's not even the best example of Mason getting caught up in star <laughs> fever I mean, on. we've told this story so do you guys, did you guys watch Entourage sure yeah all right Emmanuel Shrieky who played E's girlfriend that really attractive brunette sure one day Mason and I are sitting here and I don't know what the circumstances were but we're in a fishbowl studio you can see out the windows and Mason goes Ireland who's that girl right there and I went Oh, that's Emmanuel Shrieky from Entourage. And Mason grabs his phone and goes, well, I'm getting a picture. And he runs, this is the worst part about this. He runs out there. Now, keep in mind, five minutes ago, he had no idea who she was. He just well, recognized, I knew who she was. I just didn't know her name. He recognized she was somebody. She's yes. a famous person. She's right. a famous person on a so show then, that I watch. Then Singer is at the door, and Singer goes, where's he going? I go, oh, he's out taking a picture with that Entourage girl. And Singer goes, well, if he's getting one, I'm getting one. <laughs> and he grabs his phone and runs out there. And it gave me new perspective on, like, she's not that famous. But if you're really famous and people are that, in you know, hell-bent on getting a picture yeah. taken with you, how can Jack Nicholson I was gonna say, walk down the street? How does LeBron James go day-to-day where literally there, there can't be... What what is it? One percent of the people in this country wouldn't recognize LeBron James. It's probably lower than lower, that, right? Lower, it's, it's, yeah. Or think about Kareem. Oh yeah. yeah, Kareem's a really good example. Yeah, or, or anywhere he goes, you—it's Kareem. Yeah, you know, he's seven feet tall. He everybody knows what he looks like, and I would imagine I, Jerry Seinfeld had a thing where, when people would walk up and ask if they could take a picture, he would say no, but I'll have a conversation with you. If I've you heard want. Paul McCartney does the same thing. And uh, Brian, and uh, he says most people are disappointed with that. Yeah, because um, like Mace would tell you, being a a, a self-appointed millennial. <laughs> Uh, if I'm it's Gen not, Z now, by the way. If it's, not on the, if it's not on the gram, it didn't happen. So uh, yeah. Brian Cranston's rule is he won't sign anything. Okay. But he'll do selfies with anybody. Okay. He, what he doesn't want is what? somebody to it's to Make sign a, a Breaking Bad poster and then have it on eBay 10 minutes later. Yeah. That's, that's, that seems all right. Yeah. But he'll do a picture with anybody. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, I really 
can't tell you how much I would have needed you with my Cato Kalen interaction. Oh, we were at yeah. a bar one night, and he was doing like a, a night with Cato. He just showed up. They gave him a mic, and he was telling no, stories. No, no. Was there really something called a night with Cato? It wasn't called that, but that's what it was. Okay. Like, they had a stage where they would typically have- Was it like open mic night? Well, they'd typically have live music. Yeah. They'd, they'd come in, and they'd, somebody this, would be This sounds music. like dinner theater, essentially, it, with Cato Kalen. Well, Kalen. it was so weird because it was just like, hey, my name's Cato Kalen, and you know, thanks for coming out. And the, hey, you not much the, of a crowd. Did you hear the one about the bloody glove? <laughs> kind of. It was I mean, kind of what seriously. it was. And then he's working his way through the rooms, thanking people for coming. He's, he's with some friends of mine. We're having a few beers, and we're talking about whatever the topic of the day was, you know, Lakers, Dodgers, whatever was going on. He's a sports fan. Yeah. I follow him on Twitter. He he rips the Milwaukee. He's from Milwaukee. He hates the Brewers. He he rips the Brewers really? pretty yeah. much on a daily yeah. basis. This effing team, yes. I can't. It, it's every year, beginning of the year. This is our year. And a month <laughs> in, he's like, this effing team, they're going nowhere. Fire well, everyone. He may be wrong this year. He wouldn't leave. No. He, oh, he, he would not leave. He basically Apparently sat that's with his us thing. the rest of the night. And just, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I don't even remember what we're talking about. But five minutes into it, me and my friends were looking like, Cato gonna bounce? Like it was, is he <laughs> yeah. just in for the rest of the night? Solid 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, that's weird. Out. That's Very. weird. I always think that the weird thing must be to be so friggin' famous. Because there was a minute there where Cato Kalen, everybody in the country knew sure. who he was. All downhill from there. Like I, I once interviewed uh uh Neil Armstrong. And I said, uh, we talked about, you know, obviously going to the moon. And uh, <laughs> that came up. That came up. I, I led with Boy. that, actually. I led Did you really? Never let it be said Mace doesn't do the proper research for an interview. So <laughs> Did I, not bury the lead. So I said, so what, what's the rest of your life? How did that affect the rest of your life? And he said, oh, it's all been disappointing. And it's true. It's all, it, you, you have that pinnacle moment. Like, you were there on the moon, well, and now where is there to well, go here's the but thing. down? It kills travel. Like, where are you going yeah, to go? Where are you going to travel that competes right. with the moon? I'm going to go to Tahiti Paris. Tahiti is right. a little yeah, less you know many, Paris yeah, you know Cabo's many, pretty nice. Yeah, but you know how many people have been to Cabo yeah. or Paris? Like, there's nowhere in the entire world yep. that you can name that somebody hasn't gone to. A lot of people haven't gone to. How many people have gone to the moon? That's a fair question. I think it is. Uh, how many landed there? Ten. I, I don't know the Ireland answer, did, but yeah, that's rarer than a perfect game. Right? Yeah, oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah, do you think ten people walked on the moon? I well, somebody should look this. this Emily, can't be how many, how many uh, people have walked? I'm going to say ten. I know there was Armstrong. I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess a little more. I'm going to say thirteen. I'm going to okay. say more like seven. Okay, okay. Andy, you want to guess? I'll go twelve. Okay, one astronaut. <laughs> Is, are, are we prices, doing prices right, right rules? Price, yeah, yeah, you can't go, you can't go over. Okay, so we're doing walked on the moon too. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, oh, sorry. Repeat your guesses. Who has set foot on the moon? I yes. said ten. I, I said. Okay. I said thirteen. I said seven. Twelve. Twelve is correct. Nice. Wow. It's a pretty day. small club. That right. Really you win both club. showcases, Andy. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> All right. So here are the list of sports scandals. So who, who won today's draft? Uh, Emily had the first pick, and here's her list. Tanya Harding. What's the, the category? The infamous sports scandal. Biggest sports scandals. Okay. Okay. Tanya Harding, mm-hmm. Manti Teo, mm. and the Varsity Blues USC scandal. All very good. Okay, okay. good. And Andy's list is OJ, yep. Aaron Hernandez, and the baseball steroid era. Now that's I think that's the winner. Mine was Tiger Woods, Tim Donaghy, and Michael Vick. 
I love your those. Both, yeah, I would take Andy's, your second, and Emily. And third. then Jorge had the uh, hand of God. Uh, the help me out here, Jorge. Hand of God, Maradona, Maradona, Maradona sure. Lance Armstrong, and the Tuck Rule. All those are really all good. good. All really good. It's well, very close. I, I, would, I could live with any of those. I'd lean towards legs. Andy. What we've learned because he has OJ. No, I would lean towards you, Trav, because I just those scandals to me were the. But he's got OJ. He's got OJ. But the Donaghy one is the one that is still kind of special coming out. Oh, is that right? In a couple of months, a new one on Donaghy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, another like untold thing. Do they? Oh, it's another one. Those are the untold. Those are okay. They're okay. They're very. Let me ask you guys about something. Exactly. Yeah. So, but here's the thing. So I've heard Mace say he has, and maybe you guys are the same, no interest in watching the Swamp Kings. I feel the same yeah, way. Yeah, no interest. Because it's Urban Meyer and Tim Tebow's version of what happened. And, uh, yes, and there's n- virtually no mention of Aaron Hernandez, of Aaron Hernandez which Hernandez. is Correct. malpractice. Yeah. Okay, so the last dance everybody watched. Yes. Uh that was totally controlled by Michael I, Jordan. Right. There was no mention of the girl in every city. There was no mention of the fights mm-hmm. when 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 he punched Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr. There, there. I mean, it was it was Michael Jor- Jordan's sanitized version mm-hmm. of what happened with the Bulls. So how's that different from well, Urban Meyer? Here's the difference: there was a pandemic, and there was absolutely nothing. That's on TV. a big, <laughs> big that's, part. Honestly, that's a good answer. That's one of the things that made the Last Dance such a big deal. Absolutely, is we actually did Last Dance. Post game where the day after the last uh, people last were desperate. We would do I think it would have been way more scrutinized if we were not just desperate for Correct. things to occupy. I mean, our let's time. face it: Tiger King, Shit's Creek, and all then Ted Lasso. Last Dance. Ted, Ted Lasso, Lasso was, was another one. Yeah, there there isn't much of a difference. I think the difference is is that we're also Jordan obsessed that we wanted to watch no matter and 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 Jordan was in it and Jordan is wildly compelling, right? That if this were the Michael Jordan biography and Michael Jordan were in it, but there was a, like to your point, Andy, a third party who would take Jordan's version of events, Steve Kerr's, Phil Jackson's, everybody. And then here's what actually happened or the closest thing into the middle. That's the thing we want, but Jordan's not participating in that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Jordan's only participating in something that he's able to manipulate and, you know, and control. Yeah. And, and, and I always think the interesting story is when somebody else tells it about you. Like, for example, uh, Steve Jobs, who, you know, is one of the most incredible minds in history. Um, Walter Isaacson wrote a book, and Steve Jobs says, Talk to anybody you want. Talk to everybody. I'm not going to put any controls. And you know what? Steve Jobs comes off like an a-hole. Yeah, he uh, does. Steve Jobs was okay with that because this is all. It's a little bit like uh, Oscar De La Hoya. Yeah, and I was just going to bring that up, which is so revealing. And I haven't seen that yet. You don't know what's great about it is he told them, "Go get everybody. Go get all my wives that I cheated on. Go get my kids who think I was a really bad father. Go get." All the, the promoters of go me get, wearing lingerie, yeah, or whatever he was they wearing. They found the girl that that gave him the lingerie, and, and she's in South America someplace. And they found her, and she's on the dock. And it's every it it's. Wart, How does he come out? I what I liked about it was it was warts and all. He does. He comes out to me. Did you watch it, Mace? Yeah, I did. He human? comes out human. super honest, yeah. super yeah. honest and real. I I admired the fact that he was willing to go there. You yeah. know, like go talk to my kids, go talk to both of my wives who I cheated on, go and 
It, matter of fact, he tells one story. He was married to Shane, Shanna Mokler, uh, okay, who, yeah. was, who previously was married to Travis Barker from yeah. Blink-182. Mm-hmm. And the way Shanna Mokler found out her marriage was over was when she was at home watching the Latin Grammys and saw Oscar walking down the red carpet holding hands Oof. with this singer, Millie, yep. who he ended up marrying next. That's and they tough. were they were making out on the red carpet. She she goes, oh, I thought our marriage was fine. Yeah, and then I realized, uh oh. See, I think you I got ne- a problem. He needed to give her a heads up. Yeah, <laughs> like you hear about like hey, I didn't know I got released till I saw it on Sports heads Center. Up, right. Then there's girlfriend. that little yeah. bit of that going on. <laughs> That's a much different deal. And his kids are like, yeah, he didn't talk to me until I turned like seventeen. I wonder if that because Jobs when he gave the green Jobs was dying. Yes, right. He was very sick, and and the the end was near. Yep. Dale Hoya, you wonder if there's some sort of catharsis or or therapeutic part of hey, I need to put this all out here so I can move to my next thing. Did you ever read the Sandy Koufax book? I don't by think so. Jane Levy. Oh, no. it's fantastic. Now, this was exactly but the same. He didn't like it, right? No, no, he liked it. What he said was, "You, I'm not going to do an interview with you, but you can. I'm giving all of my friends, everybody I know, the green light to talk to you." So it is a very, very honest portrayal. It's a great book. If you want to know about Sandy Koufax, it's written by Jane Levy. It's fantastic. Paul Newman had a diary like that, and that's what Ethan Hawke, I think it's Ethan Hawke, used to turn that documentary that he made about Paul and Joanne Woodward. Well, like, did, did you did you hear what, what came out of that doc? There's a great story here. Hmm. So in that doc, Joanne Woodward had a room in their house yeah. called the F Hut. Yep. Okay. But she used the actual word. Right. And that she would make the room kind of bohemian and crazy. And when Paul would get back from filming a movie, they would go camp out in the F hut and stay there for a couple of days. So they went to their daughters and they said, can we get a comment from you that your mom had an F hut? And I love this. His oldest daughter said, yeah, write this comment down. Go, mom. <laughs> <laughs> she goes, I think it's awesome. But now, but, what about you and Susan with an F hut? Do you want an F hut in your house? Uh, I mean, she's up for it. Let's, let's, give, let's give it a shot. Hey, like, whatever. You're not going to say no. Wh- whatever it takes. Yeah. Anna, whatever the, it takes. The F hut. We, we just call those the rooms. Yeah. Susan and I were shopping for a house when we moved to Houston, right? And there was a room in the upstairs that didn't have a window to the outside. Yeah. The floor did not have, it didn't have carpet, it didn't have wood, it had like a linoleum floor, right. and there was a drain in there. But it Ooh. wasn't It wasn't a laundry room because there was no hookup for like laundry. Right. What was like, a drain for? I don't know. And uh, I remember asking the realtor like, so, oh, this was a gym that they use. I'm like, no, nah, I don't think so. Not with a drain. I don't know, maybe it was an F-hut. Any room with a drain. Maybe it was, yeah. It could have been. I didn't know such a thing existed. I might have bought the house. Yeah. Would have changed everything along the way. Super Crosstalks brought to you by In-N-Out Burger. In-N-Out. That's what a hamburger is all about. We'll see you tomorrow. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, We know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.